0: Welcome to Tech on Reg, the podcast that explores all things at the intersection of law, technology and high-regulated industry. We're talking fintech, regtech, sextech and more with thought leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world to share insights, trade viewpoints and get us all thinking about responsible innovation. And here is your host, Dara Tikowski. Welcome to another episode of Tech on Reg, the podcast that explores all things at the intersection of law, tech, and highly regulated industry. I'm your host, Dara Tarkowski. Today we're talking about AI and the role of the chief financial officer. When it comes to running a business, especially a small one or a new one, can artificial intelligence actually get the job done? Accounting, Financial Projections, and Spreadsheets, Oh My. Our guest today is Fadi Hawatma, the founder of Clockwork AI, a company committed to creating a digital CFO. Uh, Welcome to the show, Fadi.
1: Thank you very much, great to be here.
0: Uh, So tell us a little bit about what Clockwork AI is and why everyone should care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Clockwork AI is essentially the software that every small business owner needs to have where it's integrating with your accounting systems it's building out your financial projections it's giving you metrics that you need to be watching for uh, for the overall health of your company and it's tracking your cash flow on a weekly basis and so so it's, you, sof-
0: so it's software for a CFO to use
1: Exactly exactly and it's a software that helps CEOs understand their numbers because CEOs you know they have a bajillion and a half things to do and worry about, and so when they get their you know excel sheets from their cFO or their bookkeeper or their c p a all these reporting packages um you know sifting through all that is you know it's a it's a pain it's it's absolutely a pain and so clockwork is meant to level the playing field, give everyone a platform that speaks the same language that you could look at it one take within five minutes and know exactly where. Your company's stands and exactly where your company is headed.
0: Uh, so Clockwork's platform uh, it's got an AI backbone. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we factor in, you know, the industry the company's in, historical trends, um, how large the company is in employee size, how large they are from revenue size, uh, you know, how long they've been around, a few other key factors like that, seasonality, and a few other things like that, and that's how it's setting out the baseline.
0: So the nerd in me really wants to know exactly, you know, what kind of AI are we talking about? Are we talking about kind of, uh, you know, simple decision treeing? Are we talking machine learning? What are we talking about?
1: Yeah, it's machine learning. Machine learning is for sure where we're going because the large, the longer the company is on the platform, the better the software understands that business and is making personalized, customized recommendations on um, looking at payment patterns when, you know, if Joe Schmo is, is, is a slob and he always pays four weeks later than from his due date, the system will know that. And the system will recommend, hey, this person is not going to be actually paying on September 5th. They're going to pay on September 25th. And it'll tell you exactly what to expect in the reality of running your business. Because when you're running a small business, not everything works out the way you, the way you have planned.
0: So are you machine learning only on like the customer's own data or do you bring in um, other data sources that are industry specific? So because right when you're starting from when you're starting at the beginning, you don't have a lot of data for the machine to learn from.
1: Exactly. So initially when a company integrates, we're pulling in the last five years of data from that company. So we're trying to learn as much as we can just from historical trends and and the way that the company has been operating in terms of payments, in terms of customers, in terms of vendors, anything like that. And then we are pulling industry benchmarking data to set kind of growth rates and set discount rates and set kind of future uh, future plans like for full years, month over month, year over year growth, whatever it may be, per industry, per sector, per region, um, and trying to get as, as granular as we can.
0: So what, what inspired you, I guess, to, uh, to found the company? Uh, there's lots of outsourced CFO companies. There's lots of accounting software. There's, you know, financial packages. I mean, you, there's, there's a lot of product out there. Um, what gap is Clockwork actually filling?
1: Yeah, I mean, so Clockwork's been something I've been working on for the better part of six years now. Um, you know, we're, we launched a, a little over a year and a half ago but it's something that I've been literally been working on and and thinking of for about six years. So after I left uh, the, the majority of my career was spent at Boeing. And after I left Boeing, I went and did this oil and gas consulting firm. And so it was a small firm. I was offered, you know, to, you know, basically take over the company when the CEO retired and, you know, you can't really turn down that offer. And it was a $15 million firm, nothing, nothing crazy. And so when I joined the firm, one of the questions I asked the CEO was, Hey, where are our projections? Where's our cash flow forecast? How am I supposed to make decisions on growing the company? And we had a full-time controller on staff, and the CEO basically told me we don't have one. Uh, we don't. We don't have a model. We don't have projections. We kind of just kind of run, uh, run everything with the deals we have and the people we have working. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I build one? Um, you know, at Boeing, I'm building these billion-dollar financial models. I was like, how hard could it be to build one for for you guys? You're a 50 million-dollar firm. Um, So I took, you know, literally was on a a client site visit down in Big Stone Gap, Virginia. Um, And yes, there is an area called Big Stone Gap, Virginia. And literally took the, uh, built the model overnight. Um, Had the CEO send me the financials, built the model overnight, sent it back to him. And he was so over the moon that I even sent it. I, You know, I genuinely think he opened it and kind of was like, holy cow, this is the holy grail. He gave me a 20% raise that day. And I kind of looked at that and I'm like, this is kind of crazy. I was like, I'm a month into the job and I'm already getting such a such a significant raise. I'm like, is the bar that low for this guy or is the bar that low for small businesses? And it definitely turned out both. You know, the guy didn't really have that financial support around him. So when he did have it, it was kind of, you know, over the top for him. But that's what started the ball rolling on clockwork. So I started thinking about all the different tools that were in this space. So I went on a, a, a manhunt, a, a product hunt, um, going through all of the different products and softwares and trying to find if there was anything that fit. Um, and you didn't have them. You, you either had companies that are only focused on cash flow, companies that are only focused on metrics, companies that are only focused on projections. Nothing's really putting a full spin on what a CFO offering is for a company. And, you know, companies can't afford $150,000, $200,000 CFO talent. And so, you know, that, that gap uh, needed to be filled. And, you know, after running my own outsourced CFO firm, it further validated the market that this tool is 100% needed um, and, and the market is absolutely there. And so that's what led me to launch, to launch Clockwork.
0: So is Clockwork, are you trying to actually replace the CFO role?
1: I'm trying to make the CFO that much better because when you think about the CFO role, traditional CFOs are your CPAs and CPAs do not make good CFOs on paper um, or in execution. And so, you know, the traditional thought of what a CFO is should be a CPA and even, you can even look now and you look on any job postings, you know, when they're hiring for CFOs, they say CPA is required. Nowadays, that's changing. Nowadays, you don't need to have just your accounting mindset because accounting and finance are very different skill sets. All right, okay, so- well, let's,
0: let's, let's, let's take a beat there. Uh, when yeah. you say accounting and finance are, are different mindsets, um, I'd like to dive into that a little bit. What do you mean yeah. when you say that?
1: Accounting, accounting is the skill set of telling you what the numbers are. And finance is the skill set of telling you what the numbers mean and what they're going to be. And so you know accounting, they're very very focused, very detail-oriented on what has happened in the past and what is happening right now. Finance is very strategic in taking those numbers and saying, okay, if we've done this in the past, if we change these variables, does this change our future? And if we add certain things, how can we adjust these numbers and how can we adjust our operations moving forward? So,
0: so do that. you think do you think companies are maybe too reliant on their accounting firms and their and their uh you know CPAs to do those sorts of models and and projections for them because I know a lot of a lot of my clients, a lot of companies, startups that I've worked with are heavily reliant on those doing kind of their bookkeeping and accounting so that they understand what the numbers are today and then they really rely on them to tell them what the numbers might be in the future. Do you think those two those two mindsets are kind of antithetical to each other?
1: Yeah, 100%. And when I was running my own outsource CFO firm, it's not like these accounting firms and these large CPA firms or you know, these small bookkeeping agencies, it's not like they don't know that this is an issue. When I would engage with partners in CPA firms, they were so happy that I was taking care of the finance for them. They were so happy that I was doing the modeling, I was doing the forecasting, I was doing the projections they loved that i was doing that because as a cpa as a bookkeeper as an accountant for companies you're dubbed the numbers person you're you have that hat and so anything that has anything to do with accounting or finance those responsibilities are thrown onto that one person their skill set is not financial modeling cash flow pr- pr- forecasting or anything like that their skill set is accounting it's tax work it's month end reconciliation it's bookkeeping all the stuff you need to have a company to succeed but then they you know s- small business owners are wanting that extra step that next level service provider that next level accountant and so when i was partnering with these cpa firms they loved the fact that i was doing this for them and now when i'm going to talk to cpa firms and get and signing them up for clockwork to have these enterprise accounts for all of their clients they love it because they know their shortcomings are offering these services and they know that you know Tax, tax services is a, is a commodity. You can't, you, know, you can't run a super profitable accounting firm just doing taxes. And you can't run a super profitable accounting firm just doing bookkeeping. Because there now there's so many people out there doing these outsourced firms, outsourced agencies.
0: Fady, we've talked about kind of the, the value of this sort of digital CFO concept for a small business. What about for, what about for larger, more mature organizations who do have full-time CFOs? Um, I was recently uh, reviewing a study that McKinsey uh, came out with um, uh, that basically concluded it's not surprising that many CFOs are actually embracing automation technology, including machine learning, um, which is what you're describing. Uh, And the study concluded that emerging technologies like machine learning can end up automating 42% um, of your finance organization's activities fully, and 19 of Percent of them, mostly. That's what that McKinsey study said, mm-hmm. um, and I think that we're just continuing to move in that direction. So, it, I'm curious to know what areas of the CFO role do you think can't be automated?
1: It's that strategic vision, right? You know, that you can you can look at the numbers and see what they're going to be based on machine learning and based on all the things that you know software like clockwork will do for you. And, you know, previously people had to code them out in Excel and algorithms and, you know, whatever they wanted to, whatever they wanted to do to try and make that, you know, that much more easy. Uh, But when you look at a number, it's hard to have a machine tell you that if you're making $10,000 in Chicago, that when you go to San Francisco, that $10,000 means this. You know, it's very difficult. There's only so many benchmarking and so much industry standard stuff you can pull in to adjust those numbers. But that's the true CFO is more of a CFO, COO, where they're so ingrained in the operations of the company that the numbers are what the numbers are, but they'll be able to take those and make them affect the way that the company operates.
0: So we're freeing up brain space is what we're doing. Exactly. We're 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 freeing up very talented people to do the hard thinking work, right? Absolutely. So in my world because I am a nerdy, very boring lawyer who really enjoys compliance and risk management and you know that's, you know, that's my career, that's my focus. Um, what I find interesting about Uh, the continued automation and machine learning capabilities um, of a platform such as yours, or really just kind of like uh, digitizing processes for the CFO function is really kind of the treasury financial risk management advantages um, Mm -hmm. that this has. So in my view, when you're able to kind of pull together all of the treasury and financial data to really manage exposure and mitigate risk um, from a central source for forecasting, controlling cash, liquidity positions, uh, so on and so forth, uh, you have much more insight and control, real-time control, uh, to keep your contractual requirements, you know, make sure you're not breaching loan covenants, you know, if you've got debt, um, update relevant parties, um, in a much more efficient manner, um, mm-hmm. than, than before, um, you know, and from the legal perspective, from my perspective, I see that as a huge advantage because again, you free up that brain space, and people are still people, and people make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the more we can automate, uh, the better. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have you found that you know parties, uh, customers, <laughs> potential customers that are really kind of digging what Clockworks has got has got going on? Are they thinking about those compliance benefits?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there have been several companies that that I've actually met with uh, that want to sign up for clockwork accounts that have had issues because someone fat fingered a number in their Excel sheet and they sent it over to the bank or they sent it over to the, you know, any government uh, sector or whatever, whatever it may be. And they've gotten into serious issues because when the audit, you know, actually goes through and they're looking at their accounting numbers and they're looking at every single thing and numbers aren't matching, they're they're in pretty big pretty big trouble. And so Clockwork takes that completely out of the equation. Everything is being updated every hour into Clockwork out of your accounting system. So you don't have to go in and update anything and it's all automatically feeding into what you have in your accounting system. So you're not fat fingering anything and you're not, you know, messing with downloading excel sheets and downloading PDFs and trying to organize them and lay them out and you know. do you think
0: there's do you think there's any advantages applications or i don't know if you've uh, thought about this for your own product uh, but uh, with regards to fraud prevention and having the you know this real time data and predict and you know all of these predictions coming um, as a basis identifying patterns so on and so forth, where do you see that being really beneficial to a company um, in terms of identifying fraudulent patterns early and how else should companies really be thinking about uh, leveraging this data in a way that maybe they haven't been able to do before? If they've really just been relying on, you know, glorified bookkeepers um, yeah. to perform a CFO function.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're when you're looking at your numbers, uh, you know, like I said on a, on a weekly basis, it's most CEOs aren't even looking at their numbers on a weekly basis or a quarterly basis of what's actually coming out of their accounting system. And, you know, as you termed perfectly well as these glorified bookkeepers, they're adjusting a lot of the numbers that they're pulling out of accounting systems to send us these reports. So a lot of times these business owners aren't seeing what's actually in their accounting system. They're seeing what's been doctored by their CPA, by their bookkeeper, by whoever it is. So if you well, were-,
0: we're we've we've got a lawyer on the phone. Let's be really careful about <laughs> using the term "doctored." We're yeah, not accusing so- <laughs> anyone of anything here.
1: Yeah, um, of course.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll use the word "edited." Maybe, yeah, maybe edit. You know, maybe yeah. "edited" is a better word.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Re- reformatted.
0: Um, I don't know. I, you know, I feel like we're, we're, you know, maybe talking about, you know, some new, you know, product features or add-ons for clockwork right now, because sort of those fraud alerts and, you know, things that patterns that now start seeming out of the ordinary, especially once, you know, a product has enough of its own data over a period of time. Um, so, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) There
1: we go. And to take that one step further, it's the tax liability as well you know, when you're reporting your taxes and you're reporting your numbers to, uh, to the IRS, there's no, oops, sorry, I missed this up. You know, the IRS, once you file your taxes, um, you know, for you to file a, an amended return or, or, or correction, it's, it's something that you actually have to take very seriously and take and and have a lot of diligence behind it. Um, I had, a, I had a company actually reached out to me they signed up for a clockwork account the ceo sends me uh sends me an email and she says hey our numbers don't look right in clockworks says our gross profit margin is 96 percent. she goes there's no way our gross profit is that much it's in the 40s i'm like sure no problem you know i had my entire dev team literally tear this apart look into the api make sure everything was matching one for one and it was matching one for one When I told her that, she went to her CPA and she sent me the report that the CPA sends her and the board every month. And lo and behold, that report represented a 40% something gross profit margin. And when she sent me the report out of QuickBooks itself, it was 96% gross profit margin. So the CPA had been completely completely adjusting those numbers and what he's reporting to the board and what he's reporting to the, to the C-suite. I actually had a call with that CPA. His response to me was I was done fighting with the board and the CEO on how the numbers should be, so I set it up the way that they wanted it set up. And I asked him, I'm like, how have you guys been filing your taxes? Because you have to send in all your numbers on and have some sort of justification on where the sales are, where their expenses are he goes we saw we file our taxes based on my amended reports and you know that's a huge tax liability
0: tax oh my well that's just music to a litigator's ears right yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, spe- yeah. especially a tax litigator so i you know i think about <laughs> some of those you know projections and reporting and you know disclosure obligations especially if you're you know a company with a lot of investors um you know, you've got obligations if you've sold securities to make sure those financial projections are accurate uh, mm-hmm. and based in rea- based in reality. Um, mm-hmm. So, to me, I don't know. I think their um, you know utilization of a tool like this and you know reliance on machine machine learning for um, for the finance function really offers some protection uh, to boards, directors, officers. Um, you know, I think about you know what DNO liability insurers um, are mm-hmm. always looking at. And if you can say that, no, we've got you know, technology that's assisting us with these predictions um, because so much of financial projections, I've litigated enough securities cases you know, in my day, to know that you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard it's more of an art than a science. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I really, love the, I really love the idea that we're bringing the science back to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because that—that's really what we're doing. Um, and yes, there's there's a lot of artistry in this in the strategy, um, yeah. but there shouldn't be artistry in your disclosures. So I love that we're bringing the science uh, back to back to that, um, and simultaneously offering, I think, additional protections for directors, officers, uh, and boards, and maybe making the backbone of the CPAs a little bit stronger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's honestly empowering CPAs to make better decisions and to provide better service. Um, you know, it's there's only so many times you can tell a small business owner, this is how we should do it. But when you present it out to them and it's on a platform that they're going to be using and engaging with and seeing and, and the whole nine, it adds that next level of, hey, this is really what it is. And this is really how it affects us as a company and as a whole. And it makes things a lot more real uh, versus just, hey, my CPA just does his stuff and then and then emails me whenever, whenever we're done.
0: So what's next? What's next for you? What's next for Clockwork? You guys growing? You guys busy? What's going on?
1: Yeah, Clockwork's, Clockwork's going like crazy. So this is where, you know, we're, we're in our first, uh, we've launch, we launched about six months ago. And I mean, we're, we're growing like crazy. We're partnered with over 20 different uh, CPA firms, outsource CFO agencies. Um, we're approaching 100 companies on the platform. Um, our v2 rolls out literally next week which is adding a whole new feature set of scenario planning and, and building out different scenarios different projection sets that you can you can compare and contrast across the board. Um, we have some huge plans next year with you know video recording technology into the software We have huge plans with integrating with payroll providers integrating with uh, you know ERPs and larger, large organizations and you know, clockwork is going to absolutely change the business, change the way that small business is done and definitely change the world.
0: Uh, I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with next, particularly as it pertains to kind of integrating the, you know, some of the rules and restrictions for highly regulated industries. I'm sure we'll catch up uh, when you start rolling some of that stuff out, but it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. It was awesome being on here.